Hi, this is Walter Montero, and you're listening to this week's edition of the Real Estate and Mortgage Show. Hey guys, how you doing? It's Walter Montero. Welcome to this edition of the Real Estate Mortgage Show. Today I wanted to talk to you about the deposit that is required when you enter into a real estate transaction. So a lot of people ask, you know, well, what's the purpose of the deposit? The deposit is basically in a nutshell. It is the consideration that makes the contract valid. So in order for a contract to be valid, obviously there needs to be consideration passed along with it. It could be as little as a dollar. One dollar will make the contract valid. But obviously you can't buy real estate or you really don't see the practice of buying real estate with a $1 deposit. I understand back in the day, I know I've been in the business since 1987. I remember the old guys in the business used to tell me that they used to staple a dollar to uh to the agreement of purchase and sale and that was that was good enough. And you know, so I never witnessed that to be honest with you. Typically when I got in the business, deposits were somewhere between 500 to 1000 bucks. That was sort of normal. 1000 actually quite honestly was pretty pretty high. But nonetheless, that's not the case today. So what we see in our general geographic area here, which is basically Cambridge, Kitchener, Waterloo, Guelph, Brantford, is somewhere in the vicinity of $5,000, probably the minimum, right up to as much as $100,000. So what happens or what is the what is the actual purpose of that deposit? The deposit is basically the good faith or a display of good faith to the seller in terms of your commitment to the contract. Now, I want you to understand what I mean by that. Most offers, certainly not last year, but most offers are written up with some sort of condition, a condition on finance, a condition on home inspection, a condition on sale of property, something along those lines. But when you make that offer, you make it with a deposit. The deposit after you waive your condition, so in other words, you've fulfilled yourself, you've satisfied yourself with, you've got the financing, you're good with the inspection, you've sold your home, now you're going ahead and you're making the offer firm, okay, you're making a firm and binding contract. That's where the deposit plays the biggest role because now you've made a promise to the seller that today you promise to buy that person's house in a month from now, it could be two months from now, that sort of thing. So really, what's holding you to the contract is, first of all, your signature under seal, which of course is very binding for sure, but also your deposit. Your deposit is what displays to the seller that you are going to come to the closing table on the day of closing and finish the transaction. Okay, so if you give a small deposit and something goes awry with something in your life or you change your mind that you want to walk away from the deal, you know, walking away from a thousand or five hundred dollars, people wouldn't give a second thought to. I can tell you that, you know, last year when the market went kind of funny in the GTA market, there were deposits of upwards to a hundred thousand dollars. And when there was an adjustment in the marketplace, buyers were walking away from the $100,000 deposit and thinking that they were absolved from the contract. Oh, I've lost my deposit. I'm okay with it. Now, that doesn't necessarily, or in fact, it would. It, this will not absolve you of your commitments to the contract. You're still on the hook. But 
the reason that deposits or a bigger deposit is more attractive to a seller is that you are less likely to walk away from the transaction. That's why sellers like big deposits. Okay, so it shows that you're serious and that on the date of closing, you're going to show up and you're going to close the transaction. All right. Now, I just want you to be clear. If by chance you walk away from a deal and you think that your only loss in that deal is your deposit, it could be. But if the seller ends up taking a significant loss as a result of you walking away or breaching the contract, you are not only on the hook for the deposit, you're on the hook for the losses that that seller experienced. Now, having said that, if they didn't experience any losses, the chances are you're probably not going to get that deposit back anyway. But at the same time, you're not going to be on the hook for anything either. Okay. So that's the purpose of the deposit. That's what happens with it. And that's why you should always make a real good one when you're making an offer on property. Now, I just want to make sure that you're clear. But when you make an offer on a property that's conditional, and then you're unable to satisfy those conditions, then that deposit is typically returned back to the buyer. Okay. It's a good faith deposit. You did your due diligence. You not, you weren't able to satisfy the conditions in the agreement. It specifically says that that deposit will be returned to you in full without interest or deduction. Okay. That's what typically happens. Now make sure that if you are not waiving condition that the <laughs> that you don't get yourself in a situation where the seller finds out that you didn't waive your condition simply because you didn't want to okay but if they somehow get wind that you were able to satisfy that condition i.e you were able to get the financing and you told them you weren't they can actually sue you for performance okay not a very common practice i can tell you that but the danger is there so be very careful folks these are these are contracts that shouldn't be taken lightly. And when you sign one, understand the seriousness of the contract. And more importantly, make a good deposit. That way you make a good impact to that seller that you are showing that you are a serious bona fide buyer that wants to close that deal on time. I hope that helps you. And I hope you have a great weekend. We're approaching here the uh, Canadian Thanksgiving. And uh, I want to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving. And again, thank you for listening to my show. And I hope you have a great day. Thanks again for listening to this week's episode of the Real Estate Mortgage Show. If you have any real estate questions, please direct them to me at 519-624-9222 or walter at MaximumResults.ca or you can find me online at www.CambridgeHouses.com. If your interests are in mortgages, please feel free to call 519-624-9222 or email Karen at Karen at MaximumResults.ca or you can find her online at www.m as in Mary, r as in Roger, financial.ca. Thanks again for listening, and I hope you have a great week.